This is Cornstalks and Sports Talk, your go-to Iowa-based sports show, hosted by the one and only Elliot Clough. What's up, Cedar Valley, and hello to the Hawkeye State. This is Cornstalks and Sports Talk, your Iowa-based sports show here on, well, the podcasting platform that you're listening, not on AM 950 today. My name is Elliot Clough, at Elliot Clough on Twitter, and today's a special show because we have the CFPA Co-FCS National Performer of the Week on with us. You might know him as you and I starting quarterback, Theo Day. Theo, first of all, how are you today? Secondly, we appreciate you joining. Yep, I'm good. I'm glad to be on here, so thanks for having me. So there were actually some folks on Twitter that were a little salty about the fact that you won that national award and then come back and the MVFC, they hand the Offensive Player of the Week to um, your the opposing quarterback that you guys mm-hmm. defeated. Coach Mark, Mark Farley was a little dismissive of it, which nobody was surprised by. But uh, your thoughts on that, winning that national award and then and then the MVFC handing the, uh, the uh, winner uh, of the Offensive Player of the Week to Nick Baker? Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. I'm not really sure how the MVC award works. I don't think I've ever won it. Um, so, I mean, that's all right. You know, I don't need to win. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with winning, winning the national player of the week award or whatever they gave me. So um, that's all right. Hopefully I can win some awards here in the last couple, couple games, but not a big deal to me. I don't think about it too much. And, you know, looking at the uh, the stats comparing to the rest of the conference, you might just win MVFC Offensive Player of the Year. And if you don't get that award in the next two weeks, have gone through the whole year and not win it for one week. That's just crazy. Yeah, I guess we'll see what happens. So, I mean, I think if we finish strong, then I'll be in a good spot. So we just got to right. win a couple of games. There you go. So uh, with that said, um Things have been really rolling lately. I mean, the offense has looked great, better than we've seen in a long time in, in Cedar Falls. Um, mm-hmm. But those four first down, or excuse me, first half uh, touchdown passes, five overall scores from this last week. Uh, UNI quarterback hasn't done that since 1999. I don't know if you're aware of that. Mm-hmm. But um, what was working for you guys in, in that first half of the game against SIU this last week? Um, I don't know. I feel like. I feel like week in and week out, we've been moving the ball. I mean, even from week one at Air Force, um, we've been moving the ball. And, and early in the season, we we kind of struggled scoring in the red zone. But uh, in the past few weeks, in the past month, we've we've been able to kind of put those drives together and finish them off. And, and Saturday was kind of um, where we it all came to like fruition and we were the best at it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, four touchdowns in the first half, four passing touchdowns, that was that was special and, and we we're all clicking. The running game was clicking. The receivers were making tough catches on third down. Um, and everything kind of just seemed to seem to be going our way in that first half. So is there anything in particular that's changed for, for the red zone offense, personnel, play calling, anything that's that's changed over these last few weeks? Uh no, not really. It's really just uh the confidence that I have and the confidence that we ultimately have as an offense and scoring points down there. Um, and it, it helps. We're, we're able to throw it in a couple of times, but it helps having a run game that, that gets us down there pretty close. Um, and also having an explosive pass game that puts us in, in good situations. So. so speaking of which, we'll talk about your connection with the wide receivers and the guys here, here in a second. But, of course, Dom getting that, uh, that four-touchdown game just, just a couple weeks ago. 
Um, how important is is what they're doing to the offense, despite the fact that, I mean, you threw those five touchdown passes yeah. um, and, and then they're able to do what they're doing on the ground. How important is that to, to what you want to do uh, through the passing game? Yeah, I mean, it just it really just makes it a whole lot easier um, for us as offense and for me as a quarterback. Because um, for like every time we hand off hand that one of them the ball, I mean, they're like a two-headed monster back there. They really are. Um, they're getting like five, six yards at least. Sometimes they're breaking out 15, 20 yards, and sometimes um, they're getting those really big gains that kind of put us in in a really good situation. And and we kind of did the passing game and running game. It's kind of just like feeding off each other right now. Yeah, and I mean, on top of that, you, you look at what – I mean, Vance is doing what Vance has always done, right? He's shifty. Mm-hmm. He's hard to tackle. But – I don't think I've ever seen Dom run as hard as he did yeah. in that uh, Missouri State game. Would you Would you agree with that? Yeah, I mean he's not the he's not the biggest guy in the world. Uh, neither of them are, but uh, but he runs hard and he makes people miss and and he'll pull off spin moves. He'll do. He kind of runs in in a way that that I don't know if I've really seen it a whole lot um, in my career, but it works for him and 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 he's a tough runner and he's shifty too. So. You know, uh, as you mentioned, I mean, all you guys are massive compared to people like me. But like uh, mm-hmm. looking at Dom, I mean, he's he's relatively small out there, but he's like you mentioned, tough to tackle. Really, really. Uh, did he get in the weight room this offseason uh, or, or is there mm-hmm. a big difference that, you know, for his game going into this year? Um, I mean, yeah, he did get in the weight room um, and I'm sure he got stronger. But I mean, he was a good runner for us last year. He really was. He had like a 99 yard touchdown or whatever it was. And put up a whole bunch of yards. Um, but this year he's, this year he's got a, a little more opportunity. Um, and he's really just, he's running, he's running harder than I've ever seen him run. And, and he's really become an elite playmaker um, in this conference for sure. So uh, going back to to the offense as a whole, before we talk a little bit about um, some of, some of, some of your game this year, and then uh, some of your wide receivers, um, comparing the play of the offense, even to just last year, but I mean, at, over the last couple decades, like I mentioned, you and I hasn't seen an offense like this in quite a while, but a really big jump in, in production, especially for you from last season to this season. Um, mm-hmm. what, what are the big differences last season to this season for you specifically, um, in, in managing the offense? Because mm-hmm. I, I tweeted this out, um, uh, I think it was just a couple days ago that over 11 games last season, I'm going to see if I can find it here quickly. Over 11 games last season, you passed for, uh, I believe it was 2,300 yards, 16 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. And then over nine games so far this season, um, your complete completion percentage is about 10% better as well. Uh, mm-hmm. 2,400 yards, almost 2,500 yards, 19 touchdowns, and just four picks. What has been mm-hmm. the big difference for you from last season to this season? Um, I think it's just me being more comfortable and, and obviously being more com- confident um, from last year compared to this year. Last year, I kind of I kind of felt like I was – I mean, at some points I was just kind of like swimming out there, like didn't really didn't really have a great grasp of the offense um, or what like defenses were doing against us. And this year, um, just having that whole year of playing under my belt uh, kind of just made me more comfortable. Um, when I'm out there looking at the defense and what they're trying to do, uh, to do against us. And then, um, just having, having full control of that offense and understand what's really going on and completely understand all the reads. I think that's been the biggest difference. And then obviously we got coach reader in here this year. Um, 
And I mean, I don't know if people are talking enough about it, but he is, he is next level. I really do believe that he's my fifth OC. I've been in college five years. He's my fifth OC. And I mean, he, he's able to put together game plans and call plays um, better than anyone I've been around. So um, I think that's also, I mean, one of the just huge differences between this year and last year. I was going to mention coach reader uh, and his fluence influence on the offense, as well as, as being a quarterback's coach. Um, how, how much time do you spend with coach reader? Like in a given week, how, how often are you around him? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm probably with him. Counting practice, practice and meetings, four or five hours a day, at least. So we spend, we spend a lot of time together. You're getting a full-time um, job in there with coach reader. Yeah. Yeah. Just about, a, just about every day we're going over stuff. So um, it's good to kind of have that connection with um, with the OC and the QB coach. And, and he's really open to he wants to know what what I like. And uh, and I appreciate that. And I mean, I, I always don't give him the, the greatest answers. I'm kind of one of the guys who likes everything. So um, but he does a good job with me and he does a good job with uh, like kind of understanding the entire QB room and the offense. One thing that I've heard, particularly from a couple wide receivers, is that the offense this year is more tailored to the guys that are in the offensive room as opposed to just bringing in an offense and saying, hey, you guys conform to what I have here on paper. Um, would you would you agree with that, first of all? And, and if that's mm-hmm. so, uh, how is it more tailored toward your game? Yeah, um, I mean, I, I definitely do think it is. Um and I feel like one of my strengths is is throwing the ball downfield um, and taking those shots, and that's something I feel like we've been doing a doing a lot this year. Um, and like I, I don't know, I feel like everything we brought in the offense and everything's kind of just tailored tailored toward the playmakers we have in the room and and what we're what we're good at. So I think that's another reason why it's been successful. And in in reference to some of these guys who it's who it's been more tailored to, I mean, shoot, like you and Sergio are appear to be very much on the same page over these last few weeks. Mm-hmm. Four touchdowns in four weeks. Uh, tell me about that that connection that you've you forged with Sergio, who uh, has has really jumped onto the scene recently for you and I football. Yeah, uh, I mean, we've always had a good connection. We've always been uh close just as friends ever since we first got here he came in last year as a freshman and I was coming in here as a transfer um kind of like looking for something to throw to and he was always a guy who wanted uh, who wanted the work uh, and wanted to put in that extra work but I mean he's just a he's just an uber uber talented guy um and so that's that's a big part of the reason why he's had the success he has because he gets open and he's physical um and he makes plays and he makes tough catches so I mean a lot of that comes down to him just just working hard, which he does, and just being super talented. And speaking of, of I mean, the super talented uh, attributes that he has and and just the the willingness to work hard, I mean, he's doing it in a variety of ways, too. I think he had mm-hmm. a, like a couple touchdown passes that were 40 yards plus, and then I think he was a – oh, I can't remember. I think it was a crosser on that last mm-hmm. touchdown pass that you threw to him um against SIU so I mean it's not just you know it's not just the deep ball it's not just to go up Mm -hmm. and get it receiver so um yeah can you just speak to that his ability to do so many different things yeah I mean he's really an all-around receiver um he's not just a guy who's who's fast and is going to run over the top of you um and go make a play but he also runs really good routes um 
and he he just makes the tough catches. So he could really he can really do it all. And I mean, his future is very very bright here. Um, I know that for sure. So I don't know if you happen to see or hear what Coach Farley said post game. I think it was after the Missouri State game. He said. Uh, Sergio is going to be really good. And I, I, mm-hmm. I put this out after he had that touchdown pass last week or touchdown catch last week. It was like, spoiler alert, coach. He's already good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He yeah. is good. Yeah. He's very talented. So uh, you mentioned the the newcomers and such. Another guy that's, that's really jumped out to the, to MBFC competition being named the MBFC newcomer of the week last week, uh, Desmond Hudson, uh, another mm-hmm. FBS transfer. Is there, and speaking of which, uh, before we get specifically about Desmond, but you can reference Desmond if you want to, is there uh, a any sort of commonality you feel with some of the other guys that have come in from FBS programs? Like there's an understanding of it being different necessarily than than you and I in any different way? Um, I, I do think there's an understanding of of kind of like what you're uh, what you're given at like these bigger programs whether it be Michigan State, Iowa, Kansas, uh, Iowa State, we kind of got guys from all over. Uh, and kind of kind of like the treatment you get, and then you come to Northern Ireland, you come to Cedar Falls, and you don't necessarily get all the things that you did at like the Power 5 level or whatever it may be. Um, so I really think it makes you, you kind of like uh, work a little harder and kind of puts a chip on your shoulder when you're coming from the Power 5 um, and you come down uh, – to you and I, not that you and I is a bad place by any means, but um, it is a lower level. And I feel like a bunch of the guys have a chip on their shoulder um, for one reason or another. So speaking of which, tell me about Desmond. Tell me what what he's done that, that has really stuck out to you this year. Because, I mean, uh, you know, when he came in and I've been saying this again all over Twitter, it's just like that. He is a dude, man. Mm-hmm. He is a dude. Yeah, he is a dude. I mean, he's huge <laughs> and and he makes plays in the past game, but he comes in and he and he he blocks in the run game like a tight end. Um, and like when he first came in here, uh, he was really kind of focused just on receiver. And then he kind of moved into more of that like like bigger receiver tight end role. And he just he just ran with it. And he didn't he wasn't afraid or he, he wasn't mad about going in and blocking and doing tight end stuff. Um, and he kind of embraced that role. And that's 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 why he's having the success that he's having because he just embraced it and worked hard and and it's paying off for him. So. Now, in reference to to the way you know, uh, you mentioned Desmond's a big guy. You can tell that that he has played at a higher level of of football. Um, when you look at receivers on this team, if you were to line everybody up and uh, say which you and I receiver do you think leads this team in receptions and receiving yards, Sam Schnee might be the last guy that you'd pick, but he leads the mm-hmm. team in both. Uh, yeah. what, what makes Sam different? And I know you spread the ball around, but by mm-hmm. way of the numbers, sort of your go-to guy too. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, once again, just, an, just another guy who, who just works super hard. And I mean, he was, he was a running back here before I got here. Um, but he just, he's he was always in the off season. He's working on his routes and then, Ultimately, I mean, he's still fast and he's still strong and physical and he can, he can catch the rock better than anybody, but it's kind of that, that natural talent that he's has and, and kind of, he has the chip on his shoulder and he, he works super hard. And when those come together, it kind of, kind of brings together a special player and someone who's really productive. So um, that's kind of what I attribute his success to is just all the work he's been putting in along with the, just the, 
the natural traits that he has. I mean, he, I mean, I don't know if people think he's fast, but he's fast and he beats fan coverage all the time and he's always open and that's why he gets the ball. So. I mean, you said it right there. One thing that has been a common sentiment about Sam is that he just finds the ball. Like he just ends mm-hmm. up with the ball in his hands so much. Uh, does it feel like that to you sometimes? It's like, oh, there's Sam again. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how he does it. Even last year when he came in, when he came in and last started the last five games or something, ended up with like over 500 passing or receiving yards and like five or six touchdowns or whatever it was. And then even in practice, it just, he always, he's always, always, always open. So um, I don't know how he does it all the time, but uh, he does always seem to be open. Now to revert back a little bit to, you know, we talked about the, the offense being tailored to your game too. One thing that, uh, that is very notable about this season and your play. I mean, you lead the MVFC in yards and touchdowns this season, passing yards and passing touchdowns this season. And that's with mm-hmm. that's in the MVFC, which has been regarded as the SEC of the FCS. Uh, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, this is a conference that has Jason Shelley, Mark Gronowski, Zach Anikstad, Tommy Schuster, and Nick Baker all in the same conference. I mean, I don't know how much you pay attention to, to your numbers that you put up, but mm-hmm. like what comes to mind when you hear that, that, that you're at the top of the MVFC, which is – arguably if not guaranteed the best conference in in the fcs yeah i mean i'm 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 pretty happy about that i i think it says a lot about um kind of the people we have on the offense guys like sam and all the receivers we have and then um all the running backs all the alignment and then it also says a lot about um the offensive staff who i think is is one of the best in the country if not the best in the country um but but i'm proud of what i've been able to do if you would have told me i would have been doing this um, two, three years ago. Um, I don't know if I would have believed you. So, um, I'm proud of the strides I've made as a player, uh, definitely. And, and I'm, I'm excited just to, to play these last two games really, um, and keep putting up numbers and keep winning. Before we, before we get to that next game, I want to ask you about South Dakota state a little bit before we get to that. Uh, mm-hmm. Tell me about the the change in the defense, because, I mean, it's it's just common knowledge. Everybody knows that they were struggling to start the year. Right. And that's not mm-hmm. what, you know, the UNI defense and Coach Mark Farley's defense is, is known for. Um, but they've really it appears they've really figured it out and have really uh, solidified some things that may, they may have been struggling with earlier on in the season. What have you seen from from the defensive guys, maybe in practice that that has has changed in, in their output and, and what they're doing on the field? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think, I think after they got beat up in the first couple of weeks, um, they kind of had a realization that, I mean, nothing's like, they're not who they were last year. It's not the same defense. They, they got to come out and they got to earn it every week. And, and I think that's something they've, they've really taken pride in in, in the past couple of weeks and, and it's why they've had success. Um, so I think it's just them finding their new identity um, and not, not believing they're good because they were good last year. They were good the year before that. Um, it's it's believing they're good because they're good now and they're making plays now. So I think that's a big part of it. Is there any player on on the defensive side of the ball for for you and I that just kind of makes you say, "Oh crap, I got to go against this guy in practice again" or like every day? Um, I mean, there there are a bunch of good players. I think I think uh, Benny Sapp probably would would be the one that comes to mind. Um, when he's in the back end, um, because he's, he's so fast. I mean, he's a, he's a big body, but he's so fast and he, he changes directions pretty quickly. So you kind of always got to know where he's at. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's widely regarded in, in a lot of circles as one of the best, if not the best safety in the country. So I'm mm-hmm. sure, I'm sure that makes you better on a, on a pretty regular basis. But mm-hmm. uh, before we, before we let you go, definitely want to talk about this game coming up this week. Number one, South Dakota coming to the dome. Um, what do you know about the Jackrabbits, their defense, what, what they're going to bring to Cedar Falls this coming week? Uh, yeah, I'm, I know a decent amount um, from just, what we did last year against them in the defense they had last year. And I believe it's the same defense coordinator. Um, and I'm still kind of getting into the, into the early stages of, of watching film this week. I had to finish up a couple of things at homework before I could really dive into it. And then I'll dive into it more in the next couple of days. Um, but I know they're probably gonna, they're probably going to play some sort of man coverage a decent amount of time. And they're, and they're going to make it tough for our receivers to get downfield. And then their D linemen's, their D linemen are going to be super good and they're going to rush the passer and they're going to try and stop the run. Um, so, I mean, I would just imagine I've watched, watched three or four games of them already. And I, I can just, you can tell they're physical and you can tell they're the number one defense in the Missouri Valley and the number one team of the country. Uh, Cause they got athletes all over the field um, and they play hard and they play fast. So it'll be, it'll be a tough challenge for us. They're eight and one, number one team in the country, like I mentioned. Uh, UNI hasn't beaten the number one team in the country since 2014. Uh, what's it? What's it going to take to to get a win on on Saturday against the Jackrabbits? Yeah, I mean it's going to take it's going to take an entire team effort. Um, we're going to have to be good on offense. We're going to have to slap people on defense, and then special teams um, is going to have to make some plays too. So I don't think one I don't think one phase of the of the team um, will win this game for us. I think it's going to take all three. So. Uh, you know, you've heard and you've seen the, the dome be, uh, you've heard it, heard it be loud not necessarily packed, mm-hmm. still working on that. But, but like I said, you've heard it be loud a few times. How important will it be for, for Panther nation to, to show up and get loud against the number one team in the country this weekend? Yeah. I mean, it'll, it'll be super important. I know from, we played at North Dakota state last year, um, in the first couple of drives, you just, you kind of hear anything you can hear yourself think, um, and I know, I know, I know it gets loud in here. Uh, even with uh, some of the crowds we've had this season uh, late in the game, they get loud. Um, so, if, I mean, you just had more people to that. I'm um, gonna keep that same energy. Then that's gonna that's gonna cause some problems for them for sure. Uh, last thing, last thing I'll I'll say before we let you go, Theo. Uh, and, and you know, <laughs> you'd probably you'd probably agree with this. Um, but mm-hmm. you're kind of kind of known as as being a, a guy who has a serious demeanor about you. Always kind of business uh business oriented tell tell me about that has is that always the way you've been is is just kind of uh always engaged and and just kind of a serious guy uh i mean i i bet some people would consider me the complete opposite of that not very really? serious at all yeah but um i don't know i consider myself a pretty quiet guy and sometimes that comes off as as serious but um, for the most part, and, and with a bunch of my friends, a bunch of my teammates, I'm, I'm a pretty goofy guy um, throughout the entire week. Um, and then Friday, Saturday, uh, I, did, I try to get a little more focused and try to try to lock it in a little bit. So so on game day, uh, I'm not talking as much, but um, I'd say I'd say for the most part, I'm a pretty goofy guy. Um, 
All right. And, Breaking and, and news. Not, not too serious. <laughs> Breaking Believe news on current stocks and sports talk. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, uh, most of our interactions have been uh, when when we're doing like press conferences or interviews and stuff. Mm-hmm. So uh, maybe maybe a little bit different. But I uh, appreciate mm-hmm. you joining today, Theo. Um, yep. Good luck this weekend. Uh, excited to see how you guys do and, and to see how Panther Nation turns out. Yep. Appreciate you having me on. All right, folks, that was Theo Day, as lively as ever on this Wednesday episode of Corn Stocks and Sports Talk. Thanks so much for tuning in today. If you missed it, UNI Athletics, they are doing a flash sale for this Saturday's game against number one South Dakota State in the Dome. Playoff implications, of course, you heard all of it in that interview with Theo, but Tickets, just $10. You could sit anywhere in the Dome right now. That's a flash sale from Tuesday at 1 p.m. until Wednesday at 1 p.m. So if you haven't got your tickets for the game yet, do it now. Just $10. Also, before you go, please make sure that you subscribe and follow, depending on where you're listening. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, leave that rate and review. It does help us out so, so, so much. We really appreciate it. If there's anything you can do to help us out here on Corn Stocks and Sports Talk, it is doing that. And you can always subscribe on YouTube as well. That is greatly appreciated. Just search Elliot Clough there. You'll find all of my interview clips, as well as some of those solo Wednesday episodes that I do that I really enjoy. So again, you can find those on YouTube. And while you're there, make sure you subscribe, like, drop a comment, etc. It is greatly appreciated. Once again, folks, my name is Elliot Clough. I'm a UNI insider for Town Square Media. You can find me on Twitter at Elliot Clough. This was another week's edition of Corn Stocks and Sports Talk.